Welcome to the Canadian Pediatric Society's Resident Section Executive Meet the Residents podcast. With visiting electives cancelled again this year, we recognize how hard it can be to get to know the programs and the people that make them up. We're here to bring you one step closer to the residents so that you can hear firsthand what it's like to practice at the various institutions. Please note that the opinions in this interview represent only those of the pediatric residents and do not necessarily represent the institutions where they practice. Today we chat with Tusia, who is a PGY3 resident at the University of Calgary Pediatrics program. Let's jump to my conversation with her to learn more. So thank you so much, Tusia, for taking the time to join us today and tell us more about the University of Calgary Pediatrics program. Uh, super helpful to get a sense of kind of how your experience has been over the years. No problem. I'm happy to be here. So before we sort of jump into specifics about the program and how things are done at the University of Calgary, we'll sort of get to know you a little bit better. Um, so if you can tell us a bit about your background in terms of, you know, where you're from, um, where you did your undergrad, if you did something in between that and med school, and then where you are in residency today. Sure, sounds good. So I grew up around the Edmonton area, and I did my undergrad training at the University of Alberta. I was one of those kids that came out of high school not exactly knowing what I wanted to do, uh, but I knew that you know, sciences and math were areas of strengths for me. So throughout university, did biological sciences. And then really after I graduated, I took a couple of years off to really be sure what I wanted to do. Uh, I worked a little bit in research at the U of A hospital and then worked a little bit just in the, a wellness clinic, basically to get a bit more clinical exposure, working with clients and patients. Uh, and then essentially that led to medicine. So I did my medical training at University of Alberta. And then essentially uh, when I applied through CARMS, I matched to UFC for pediatrics. At this stage in the game, so I am an R3 in pediatrics at UFC. And then where did kind of pediatrics fall along this trajectory? Was it going into med school something that you had in mind? Or was there another specialty and sort of somehow in the end pediatrics kind of fit nicer for you? Yeah, I, uh, I happened actually to be one of those kids that liked sciences, liked that sort of area, those sort of areas. Uh, however, I had a very artsy side uh, and I, uh, I was involved with teaching dance, teaching figure skating. Uh, and through my experiences actually teaching kids uh, growing up, I, I think I wanted to lean towards some area of medicine where I got to work with that same population. And then once I started going through my rotations in med school, I really noticed that my personality just fit a lot more <laughs> with pediatrics. Uh, it's an area of medicine where I felt that I could just be myself. Uh, and so I could use my medical knowledge, use the academic experiences I've had, but then put them in a place where at the end of the day, um, I go home and I feel like I've, I've fulfilled my, my day, fulfilled my, my work for the day. So it's great. Okay, so sort of a nice fit overall with kind of your personality and also what you were looking to do on a day to day. Perfect. So now that we sort of have a better sense of you and kind of your path to University of Calgary Peds program, we'll get into specifics about how things are done at the institution. And we'll sort of start off, I guess, you did your medical school at the University of Alberta, and then now you're at the University of Calgary for the Peds program. So I had to sort of switch institutions there. And that's kind of the experience that a lot of incoming residents have. Um, how was your experience in making that transition into a new institution? I will say with any institution change, there is fear. <laughs> so knowing that at least I was going to like a center in Alberta and me being familiar with Alberta, that was at least reassuring. 
but I remember day one, uh, I was on an off-service rotation and they do electronic charting in Calgary, which we did not do at the time in Edmonton. Plus it's a new hospital, plus there's a whole, you know, sorts of new people to meet and you don't know where you're going. So those aspects of residency in that first month of training, especially, I would say were the hardest, uh, but everybody was super warm and welcoming and they just, they just know you're the new R1 and you'll figure it out and it just takes time. Okay, great. So nice supportive environment for incoming residents to sort of get acclimated to the environment. And, and then obviously there's a big transition of kind of going from being a medical student to being a resident, but those transitions kind of don't stop there. You go from being an R1 and a junior resident to kind of being more of a senior and take on more responsibilities with that. So what was your experience like in those transitions and kind of what are some things you find that the University of Calgary does to help support residents as they make these transitions? Sure. Um, I will say it was a bit of an eye-opening experience, uh, definitely going into that R1 year. Um, the pediatrics in general, I will say, um, is an area of medicine where a lot of people um, on the outside may think, oh, you work with kids, that's fun. Uh, but little do they know, a lot of these children are quite medically complex. So there is a huge component of internal medicine, essentially, within pediatrics itself, uh, all sorts of genetic syndromes. And uh, I know the biggest thing for me as an R1 at a moving up um, was just being aware that there is all this medical knowledge I will need to acquire at some point, but I'm not going to get it done that fast. I need to slowly build on it. So in terms of our program, the size of the program enables you, uh, it's like a medium-sized program, it enables you to uh, work with different staff and work with different residents and really get to know people so that they can kind of help build you up as you go through that transition, R1, R2, R3. Um, and I found that really helpful. And then kind of you mentioned that it's a lot of the people that are around you sort of providing that support as you make these transitions. So what does it look like in terms of interactions, you know, coming in as an R1 with other junior residents, kind of with more senior residents, fellows and staff, how much face time are you getting with the different, you know, individuals who are part of the team? And does that change as you sort of go through your residency? Uh, in terms of like our program specifically, most of the rotations are what we would consider on service rotations, right, for your first year. Uh, we do a sprinkling of uh, pediatric general surgery, and uh, pediatric neonatology. Uh, so those are the more like subspecialty in the first year, but a lot of it is core like CTU or clinical teaching unit essentially. Uh, and I find that um, I don't know how the magic of CARMS works, but the cohort that we had going into the R1 year uh, just seemed to be magical. <laughs> um, everybody was from various backgrounds across Canada, but we all seemed to have similar goals, similar uh, learning strategies that we wanted to work on together and build upon. So I feel that not only like relying on your co-residents who are also trying to feel out how they're going to do things, um, how best something is done, uh, but relying on those senior residents is super helpful as well. Okay, great. All right, so I think we've got sort of a nice um, base to start off from about how the institution kind of runs. So we'll zone in a little bit on the highlights of the program and sort of some questions that applicants typically have about programs when they're kind of looking across the different ones and trying to make some distinctions. So we'll start off with kind of one of the easiest questions, which is what are your favorite aspects of the University of Calgary PEDS program? Ooh, easiest question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, I have a couple favorite things. I'm allowed to list a few. The hospital itself is so beautiful. Uh, 
Uh, I remember going, I know that you don't have the opportunity to necessarily go in person, but you can look at images of the Alberta Children's Hospital. Uh, it looks like this big colorful Lego building and it is strictly for pediatrics. So coming from a center previously where the pediatric hospital was built into the adult center, it was really cool to just have my own work home. So like that is where I go to work, that is my home base. So that is one of the features I really like about it. Uh, and I think the second part is definitely the size of the program allows you to build the relationships, not only with your fellow residents, but with the senior residents and staff. Um, that for me at least, and everybody's different, um, but it, it's helped push me in my learning, um, giving me enough autonomy, but at the same time, uh, giving me enough confidence through the years. So it's been good. Okay, great. Definitely some things for incoming residents to look forward to for sure. Um, and then kind of thinking about, you know, the wonderful things that programs implement in place. Um, there's always the other side to consider that applicants want to look for in programs, which is a program who's able to sort of recognize when changes need to be done um, and who's able to be flexible and make those changes. Is there anything that you feel the program's currently trying to work on or improve, you know, based on maybe something that's come up? Yeah, for sure. I think this is a general theme for programs across Canada right now, just given the current COVID pandemic, unfortunately. Um, how, but things like resident wellness are really kind of at the forefront of discussions right now. So prior to actually me joining the program a few years ago, they have made some great changes in terms of the call system. Um, so trying to move a little bit more away from that 24-hour call system while on uh, the core rotations and moving more to a night float system. Uh, so that at least from a wellness perspective, it's a little bit more anticipated. And uh, having done it now, I, I feel like it's, it's doable. It's hard, it's still doable though. So those are kind of features I think that like no matter what program you're in, as long as those goals are at the forefront, I think it's really helpful. And you mentioned sort of the call schedule that maybe there is the 24-hour call model and the night, the night model as well. What does it look like exactly sort of the call at the University of Calgary? And does that change as you go through the years or is it kind of set in place? Uh, so typically in your R1, R2 years, you do the most calls actually of, of all your residency. And, and it makes sense because... Uh, you learn a lot on call <laughs> and only having through uh, doing the call sessions can you really move up in terms of your knowledge and comfort. So uh, in terms of our CTU rotations, we do the night float system, as I mentioned. So uh, it ends up being a month rotation where two of the weeks are daytime shifts, uh, Monday through Friday, where you help run the clinical teaching team. And then the night shifts, uh, we have two in one week and then we have five in the next. So you have a light week and then a heavy week. But that enables us to, if we need to take vacation time or need to take any time off, um, we can actually be a little bit flexible and actually be taking time off that rotation if needed. Uh, so, and it seems to be just the best mix, at least from a resident perspective of having coverage and uh, making sure that uh, everything kind of works smooth schedule-wise. Uh, when we're on other rotations, kind of as we go up through R2, R3, the subspecialty rotations, uh, we do a lot more of home call. So you might be on call for the weekend under neurology, for example, or endocrinology. Uh, and you work one-on-one -on -one with the staff from home as well. Uh, there are times that you'll come into the hospital if you have an admission, but most of the time it is phone calls that are dealt with uh, from home, which is kind of nice thing. Mm -hmm, definitely a nice mix and sort of a bit of a break, I guess, when you become more senior to kind of have those um, off-service rotations and sort of that home call model as well. 
And sort of speaking of kind of transitioning from being more junior to senior resident, when does that change happen at the University of Calgary? Is it sort of a strict time um, when you go from a certain year to another or more gradual? In general, uh, again, I, I can only speak to my program, but I know that there was this feeling of anxiety towards, oh my gosh, I'm going to become a senior resident. <laughs> but um, the change is actually that this is something we've been working on too, is trying to make it a bit more of a smooth transition from the R1 to R2 year. So uh, typically midway through the R2 year, uh, you go through what we call the junior transitions block. So essentially you work uh, still as a junior resident, but then starting to learn skills from the senior resident that you are buddied with, essentially. Uh, and then that way, in the probably second half of your R2 year, you have your first senior block. However, it's not expected that you know all and that you are the best senior resident in the world. Uh, it's more so another time for mentorship and working with the staff one-on-one -on -one at that point uh, to help develop those senior skills. So we have essentially that transitions block and then that second block at the end uh, or midway through R2 year. And then kind of going into R3 year, that's when you really, you are the senior resident that is uh, really more comfortable in the role. Okay, so kind of a gradual increase in your responsibilities as you go from R1 to R2 to R3, sort of building up, I guess, your confidence and um, your independence along the way as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then you sort of touched on that wellness is something that the program, you know, is cognizant of and is something that they've been working on for the last few years. So what does that look like in terms of, you know, activities and things that the program implements for resident wellness? Mm -hmm. um, again, such a struggle during the pandemic. <laughs> Having haven't been in the cohort where we got to, you know, hang out so easily in the first six months of residency and then, boom, uh, we're not allowed to anymore. <laughs> Um, I think what the residents, uh, what the program has done essentially is, is just implement more kind of like resident check-ins. Um, and then right now, like for example, later this evening, we have a little bit of a program get together uh, and we do have uh, program events, like we have two retreats every year. So one in the fall that is kind of based more like educational academic. And then the second one in the spring, um, which unfortunately, Fortunately, got canceled last year and it was supposed to be in, in Banff, I believe, but who knows, we might be get to go this year. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so they try, they use those conference, those retreats and those conferences to like get residents together and talk about things um, outside of, you know, the nitty gritty of the academic part of residency. So that's helpful. Okay. So kind of a nice step back for residents to unwind together. Meant to, meant to say as well, we do have a wellness committee as well um, that puts together a wellness newsletter. It gets sent out over email every month and it essentially has like little check-ins, quotes, recipes, fun facts, fun things to do in Calgary for the month. Uh, and then sometimes just like messages from other co-residents that are a little bit of pick-me-ups. Uh, so that's been helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then you had mentioned earlier as well, kind of, I guess, by the nature of, you know, being close with the staff, the residents in the program, that there is that mentorship that's in place with just people around you. Is that how mentorship is set out in the pediatric program? Is it kind of more of an informal basis based on the interactions you have? Or is there a formal component to that as well? Yeah, there's a couple of different options. So the program does have a formal mentorship program, where essentially within your R1 year, you're placed with another uh, four or five residents and they range from R1, R2, R3 yet. And then you're paired with like a mentorship staff. Uh, essentially that cohort gets together a couple times a year just to touch base and see how things are going. And then the staff can help navigate where you need to go in terms of your mentorship goals as well. 
Um, but what I found is just working through different rotations. Uh, some of us just have found that we've connected with a particular staff um, and everybody's been actually quite open in terms of just directly saying, hey, you know, I like this subspecialty or I like, I like this aspect. Like, do you mind if we chat further? Mind if I pick your brain? So that's been actually a really big help too. Okay, great. So sort of a nice mix of those formal things in place, but also just feeling free that you could sort of reach out and ask questions to the people that you interact with. Perfect. For sure. And we've sort of touched on a lot of different things that you know that are that you enjoy about the University of Calgary PEDS program, some highlights and questions that people always have about the call schedule when you senior all of these things. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that you think you know makes the program different or unique compared to maybe others across Canada? Hmm. It's so hard because because all I know is my program. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I think the, the, it's the size of the programs, I think, that's going to make the biggest difference. Um, and then the availabilities of what's at your training center. So, for example, in Calgary, I think that is unique to East Alberta. Uh, we do have a bone marrow transplant center here. So when we rotate through our oncology rotation, we get a lot more exposure to you know, children with ELL, AML, SCID, those sorts of uh, medical diagnoses. So I feel like that's helpful having that exposure. Like I, I know I didn't have that exposure per se in medical school. However, every school has something that's unique in that way. So I would say that's uh, specific to Calgary. Okay, wonderful. So thanks again for sort of highlighting those things about the program for us. Um, so now that we have a better sense of, you know, how things are done on an institution level, some specifics about the program, we'll even um, zone in a little bit further and look at just what your day-to-day -day looks like. And this is a piece that applicants are really missing out on this year because they can't come to the University of Calgary, you know, and experience what the PEDS program is like for themselves. Um, so we'll sort of use your experiences for our benefit here. Um, and we'll start off with sort of a very basic question. And you kind of mentioned it before in terms of charting. And is that something that's done through an EMR, through paper charts? Um, and then if I want to access patient information from out of hospital, how's that done exactly? So at this point in time, uh, Calgary still uses Sunrise Clinical Manager. So it's an electronic uh, medical record essentially that is accessible to various hospitals within Calgary, uh, Alberta Children's Hospital being one of them. We are slowly in the transition to Connect Care, but again, <laughs> given the pandemic, that slow transition is even slower at this point. So uh, I do anticipate though for the next cohort of R1s, we will, fingers crossed, be on Connect Care. So that'll be wonderful because I know I have lots of colleagues in Edmonton that also use Connect Care. And we take a lot of the ICU transfers back and forth between Calgary and Edmonton. So that will, I think, just improve clinical care, improve communication, collaboration. It'll be great. Um, other than that, most of our charting, like I said, is done on the computer. Um, yeah, I can't think of a, a time actually right now where we're doing any more paper charting. The paper charts are still available on the unit, <laughs> um, but it's actually quite nice that it's all, it's all on the computer. Um, your second question. So you can obtain remote access um, through like a specific code and everything so that it's a secure system. Um, and so you can uh, access information when you are offsite, which is quite helpful sometimes, especially in preparing for clinics and rotations. Okay, perfect. So some changes for sort of our ones to, I guess, anticipate as they come in, but also uh, a pretty solid system online already. Okay. 
And then in kind of talking about what you're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis, what's the diversity in the population that you tend to see? Um, and do you think that's unique to kind of the catchment area that falls under the University of Calgary? In terms of kind of where, you know, as we break the boundary line for Alberta, I think it's red deer down, <laughs> is my knowledge. Uh, and then we actually go into a little bit westward into BC for catchment area. So it's quite a big area. Um, I will say, for example, like I'm on a PICU rotation right now, and we had a mission over the weekend that, you know, came from out of province. So um, we do actually see a lot of different patients in terms of their backgrounds, the pathology that's coming through. So it's really good exposure that way. Um, and then we're often kind of, uh, I would say, more part of that frontline assessment as well. Um, if people are interested, for example, in like ICU exposure, uh, we do not have fellows at our site. So the residents are part of that first line exposure. Um, yeah. And then in terms of kind of like other populations that we might see, we do have a lot of um, immigrants uh, in Calgary as well. Uh, so we have, for example, the Refugee Health Clinic, um, which is affiliated with our program training. So we do get lots of exposure in terms of just diversity as well. And sort of with this big catchment area and the diverse population that's coming through, what are the common presentations that, you know, are coming through eMERGE, being admitted on the wards, maybe the ones that are being transferred through ICU? Yeah, <laughs> at this time of the year, it's RSV, bronchiolitis. <laughs> Doesn't matter who you are, <laughs> RSV, bronchiolitis. Um, and actually in a lot of uh, MIS-C, like MISC, the post-COVID inflammatory syndrome. Um, prior to the pandemic, uh, we do see a lot of Kawasaki disease. Uh, what else? Yeah, it, it all depends. I think it, I think every center is going to see a wide variety. Um, and it, it also depends on like what you have at your site. So like I mentioned with the oncology exposure we have here, uh, we see a lot more of like ALL, EML, et cetera. Um, but we might not see, you know, the cardiac transplant patients because we're not a cardiac center, right? So uh, it's kind of figuring out uh, what exposure you'd like to. Okay, great. So a little specific to kind of the things that the institution has to offer, but sort of sounds like a breadth of things that you're seeing regardless. Okay, great. So now we're actually, we've gotten a good sense of kind of how things are done institution level program wise, you know, the day to day what an incoming R1 could expect. We'll step away from sort of residency and the institution altogether and help applicants who maybe aren't from Calgary or Alberta envision for themselves, you know, what life can be like with them moving there. Um, and we'll start off with kind of, you know, what are some things to, that you can do on your time off and, you know, any favorite spots that you would recommend to incoming residents? So I think it's fair to say that most of us love being outside in Calgary, <laughs> uh, except right now when it's like minus 23. So uh, there are so many things to do from a wellness and fitness perspective, just because we're so close to the mountains. As cliche as it sounds, once you go, you just, you have to keep going. So a lot of us on the weekend will drive up to either Kananaskis area, Banff area, et cetera. Um, it takes about 50 minutes or so in the car, which is much better than like a four hour car ride. Uh, and we'll just go out for day hikes. Uh, I know my, my fellow residents and I actually went this summer as a group together, it was quite nice. And so be it hiking, uh, there's a lot of lakes too. So things like paddle boarding, uh, floating. Oh, floating is a big one. We have the Bow River here as well as the Elbow River. And there are these two big rivers that essentially they run through the city. So I would say if you ever come to Calgary, get yourself an inflatable boat. <laughs> and then on a summer day when it's 30 degrees, go floating because 
it is worth it. Uh, so floating, hiking, like I mentioned, um, those are the most fun things I would say. Uh, and then heading into the winter season, what I found is Calgary has a lot of outdoor rinks. Uh, so if you like skating, hockey, etc., cetera, um, it's honestly just a few steps away from probably where you live and you get to go uh, without having to you know, drive somewhere or anything like that. So it's, it's fun. I love it. Okay, great. So definitely not a shortage of things for people to do when they move to Calgary. Um, great to hear. And sort of you mentioned, you know, living there and that things are, you know, easily at your disposal. So what's the cost of living that people moving to Calgary can expect? Yeah, that's always, it's always a tricky one because it depends on kind of what, what your goals are and what you're comfortable with. Uh, I would say in terms of where the hospital is uh, in proximity to different areas of Calgary, most of us do drive to work. So um, most of us usually have anywhere from like a 10 to 15 minute drive. Uh, and then in terms of kind of like the costs of living, again, it depends on what area you're more interested in. However, Calgary is going to be one of the most affordable uh, places to live in Calgary or in Canada, sorry. <laughs> so uh, if, if we're looking for like a numbers ballpark, probably anywhere from like 1100 to 1500 a month, I would say if you're looking at renting. Uh, so uh, that's essentially what I did when I moved here. I'm, I'm renting until I figure out what I want to do big picture in life. Okay, perfect. So kind of a nice range based on what you're interested in. Um, but good to hear that it's overall sort of affordable city to go to. Um, and sort of as wonderful as Calgary is, and you've given us a list of things that we can start off by doing uh, in thinking about, you know, going outside of Calgary and vacation time. How does that work in the program in terms of how many weeks do you get and how can you sort of spread them out throughout the year? So in general, uh, as being, being a para resident, so resident in Alberta, we are entitled to a set number of vacation days per year. The way our program does it is two weeks of your vacation time are implemented into your general schedule. So you have that set aside time that you know, okay, that's my vacation. And then the other 10 days that are available from the para perspective, uh, our program enables us to sprinkle them wherever we'd like, as long as we submit the request uh, in a timely fashion ahead of time. Uh, so that has been super helpful because uh, no matter if you're someone who wants to take two weeks off and then another two weeks off or a week or however you want to mix it up or else take a few long weekends and go to the mountains, like I mentioned, uh, it's easy to just build that into your own schedule based on what works best for you. Okay, perfect. So quite flexible kind of to meet what you're looking for, uh, just as long as you plan ahead as well. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. All right, so thank you so much, Tusia, for kind of taking us on that tour of what the University of Calgary PEDS program looks like kind of on a big picture level, but also um, kind of more of a day-to-day -day as well. And also how, you know, living in Calgary is like and what applicants can envision for themselves too. Uh, before we close off, are there any pieces of advice that you would give medical students who are maybe specifically interested in the University of Calgary PEDS program? I think the biggest thing that I that I could pass on and looking back through my experiences is take that sense of enthusiasm, that sense of learning that you have for no matter what area of specialty be it pediatrics or not, you know I'm blessed. Uh, take that sense of enthusiasm and use it to propel you through residency. Residency can be hard. I will not like I will not sugarcoat it that way, um, especially that R1, R2 year. So if you look at it big picture, uh, it's helpful to at least feel that every day you're doing something that's moving you towards where you want to go, no matter what program you're in. 
So if I have to be specific to Calgary, again, as you mentioned, rely on your, your fellow residents, your fellow seniors, uh, your staff that you work with, because within that kind of community environment that we do have uh, at the Alberta Children's Hospital, I do think it's something that helps kind of bring you day to day, helps bring you rotation to rotation as well. So those would be my two things. Okay, perfect. I think those are wonderful things for applicants to keep in mind. So thank you again, Tusia, for letting us get to know you a little bit better, but also telling us about your experiences at the University of Calgary PEDS program. Awesome. No, thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Canadian Pediatric Society's Meet the Residents podcast. We hope you found it helpful to hear directly from the residents about their experiences. To learn more, check out our other episodes featuring residents from other institutions across Canada.